What's up, Boston baddies? It's Saturday night. You've got drinks after work on the line. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Shannon. Howdy. Howdy. It's your girl, Gail. It's your girl, Gail. I am giddy to be in the studio today. I'm happy. It's, it's been, been a minute. It's been so long. We're recording again on a Monday. Yes. We took last week off for those of you that care. <laughs> Some people were like, for those wait, of you they that noticed. A, they took a week off. We had no idea. Some people notice. Some people definitely notice. Some people know who they are, and some people notice that some people notice. You know what I'm saying? Realize. 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 Oh, I thought it was real Realize. Realize. Real lies. Oh, lies makes more sense than eyes. I remember like in high school, I always put that. <laughs> and be like, no, that's probably like middle school. I'd be like, PRB. Oh, and then it was like, PRB, making myself a sandwich. By the way, realize, realize, <laughs> realize. It's like passive aggressive to like my boyfriend because I was in his like top 10 in MySpace or something. Fun fact I've never had MySpace. <sighs> Neither did I. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> I wasn't either. Wait, I was allowed to get Facebook. You were allowed Facebook? Eventually, by like high school, I think my mom I think was at like, that fine. point I just did it. I don't think I asked. I think I just did it. I think I concocted like a little like story where I was like, well, because like I wanted to stay in. Well, this actually, no, it wasn't a lie. It was true. I wanted to stay in touch with my friends from Turkey. And I was like, they're on Facebook, which is true. Speaking of Turkey, I'm pretty sure there's a European, European airline that is making an adult only section. Turkish Airlines? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Really? They're testing it out. With I'm pretty no sure. children? Yeah, so only <laughs> ages 16 and up can be in that section of the plane. It's funny because Turkish Airlines like barely just, you know, banned cigarettes on the airplanes. So they're like, all right, cigarettes, <laughs> children, like we're doing it all at once. I'm just wondering like, but that does, like sound still travels. So like True. what's their plan? Because I can still hear a crying baby from the back Are of the plane. Are they going to soundproof the plane? True. Oh, if you wait. What? A soundproofed section of the plane where I cannot hear anything. And like, I want like more rules in place. Like if you're a snore, if you snore, you're not allowed in this area. No babies. No like, you know. No people that just like tend to be loud. No one that no, smells. No people that like tend to like forget to Put plug their headphones on. on. You're just going <laughs> for smells. Yeah, I guess like no no bad smells, no bad noises. Yeah. Only people that have Or really... bad etiquette. Yeah. There's so much bad ed- etiquette. I mean, we were both just on planes. I don't know about you, but people like have no chill on planes these days. It gets kind of crazy. It's a it's a wild time that I we're mean, living in. I was just on a plane traveling from, yeah, back to Boston from Nashville. And it's like, you know, eight in the morning, right? So it's like early. People are on the plane, whatever. She's The flight attendant is coming around asking everyone if they want refreshments, and like food and cookies, like whatever. I'm a very simple order. I'm like, hey, can I just have... A coffee with cream. That's it. And she gives me a coffee and she gives me like two creamers, but I like three. So oh, she gives geez. me two. And I was like, thank you. And then she like moves on to the guy next to me. And then she's like going to like the last girl in our row. And I was like, I'm like making eye contact with her. You know, like when you're like awkwardly like trying to get someone's attention, but you're not trying to be like super annoying. Yeah. 
And she like can feel me looking at her and she looks at me and she's, she's like, what? And I was like, oh, so sorry. Like, is there any way I could just have one more creamer? Like, I really like three. Like, just trying to be a little cute, playful. Like, so she didn't think I was just trying to inconvenience her. This woman like rolled her eyes so far back into the back of her head in size. And she goes, and like just gives me the creamer. Oh my God, I would have cried. I was about to like not say anything. The guy next to me looks at her and he goes, it's not like she asked you for her kidney. So he's wow. like trying to fight the flight attendant. I'm like, and I'm just <laughs> sitting there and I'm like, I don't want any part of this. Like I'm exhausted. But you're right. Like people just get so hostile on planes. Like people are looking for a reason to fight. And I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to make it back to like the 617 in one piece, you know? Like, <laughs> 617. 617. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's a bit much over a Kramer. <laughs> like she, she acted like it was coming out of her stash, like her bank account. Yeah. Well, I know. And I, I get it. Like I'm sure like, you just deal with so much shit and like yeah. I think you know you never know maybe she was dealing with someone like really difficult five before. minutes before she yeah. came over and like she was just had it like you never know but it was just funny that the dude next to me who hadn't said a word to me the entire flight like he had your didn't back make, didn't make eye contact like very much was like not about chatting anything all of a sudden he just jumps up and he's like so long she asked you for a kidney I was like okay what did she say I was that? like Benjamin like let's chill <laughs> she just I don't even know what she said she was just like like walked away whatever what airline was it Delta Delta. But usually I mm. love Delta. I'm a Delta. Me too. I love Delta. So how, I feel like we haven't seen each other in like a week. How are your travels? No. How was the big Y? The big Y. Or the big, the big Y. I guess it's the big W, but I like the way the big Y sounds. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> Wyoming for those of you that aren't connecting the dots. <laughs> for those of you that, that aren't would listening have no idea it. what I'm talking about because what I'm talking about makes no sense. The big, I was like, mm, well, I thought you meant because like their state abbreviation is W-Y. Yeah, I just like... Yeah. I was going with it. Okay. Wyoming was amazing. I have never been to any type of ranch in my life. You're not like much of a rancher girl. No, I mean, I was sent away to Girl Scout camp. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like obedience school. <laughs> like, no. like when they send that, what are those like wilderness camps? They send like badly behaved like... Oh, no, I didn't. Go no, I mean, you could have sent me there and I probably would have had just amount of the same amount of fun as Girl Scout camp. I would go away <laughs> to sleep away camp like growing up and I hated it. Like I hate the outdoors. Oh, but okay. something about Brush Creek Ranch in Wyoming, it just did it for me. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that it's like a luxury, bougie, like all inclusive resort. It's like a rich people. Yeah, it's where like the rich ranch. people go to like if you're a real to take a weekend away. If you're a real rancher, you're not going to Brush Creek Ranch. No. Okay. No. God yes. no. Perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but it was Amazing. I mean, the property itself is 30,000 acres of just pure beauty. It was like the more I explored, the more I was like, wow, like, am I done being a city girl? Like, am the, I turning a new leaf? The more you see, the less you know. I bought the more you see, the less you know. The more you see, the less you know. I don't know. know. I just said it. The don't, more don't you think... see, the more you know. True. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I bought a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> Like cowboy that. boobs. <laughs> I bought a pair of cowboy boobs. What did I just? Say? I don't know. <laughs> I bought a pair of cowboy boots. Yes. Shout out Freebirds on Newbury Street. Um, that's where I got them from. Highly recommend. Um, specifically for this trip. And I think I want to be a country girl now. Like I want to wear them this fall. Can I do that? You can. I don't know the oh fashion God, rules. Quick. Wait. Cowboy boots are so in right now. I know. Them. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm but so it's like basic. Now my basic. I know. It's like my sister is always the one that like 
starts doing something like two months before it becomes trendy. And I'm like, that's cool. Like she was wearing <laughs> cowboy boots like, you know, a year ago. I'm when like, when no one was. Oh, I wish I was like that. But no, I, I think that you're so right. When I spend significant time in a place like this, it's just so different than what we're used to. And I'm like, is it was this, a breath of fresh air. I'm like, air. is this me? Like, is this who I am? But then I'm like, would I want to do this every single day? And then I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like when they start telling me like how far the nearest Starbucks was and like, <laughs> yes. like, where do you like get your toiletries? And like, how far is there like a Walmart or Target? Like that started freaking me out. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I think I could you know, like I said, I want a prop. I want a property in every location, and now I'm adding ranch to the location. I love it. Get it's me beautiful. a couple horses. I got to see all the goats, llamas, bears. Oh my, all of that. Between the two of us, we have officially have zero properties. So we're like zero. making we're making moves. <laughs> I I I have. 600 square feet to show. Yeah. And I think I have like to myself, probably 300. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's being generous. Yeah. Probably less than that. Actually, the cats take up oh, more. Oh, yeah. Room. The cats, true. So I probably have like 50 <laughs> square feet. Um, but no, I think that it is interesting when you go somewhere that's so different than what you're used mm -hmm. to. I get like that where I'm like, is this me? Like, is this the life I was meant to live? Obviously, on a much different scale because it's, it's still a city, but. Every time I go to Miami, like, and Michael and I stay behind for a few more days, and we'll be, like, going to this, like, really nice, like, beachy cafe on the ocean. Everyone's smiling. It's sunny out. It's in the middle of March, so we're not used to that. And <laughs> I'll just sit there. and I'll be like, Michael, this is, this is me. Like, I'm meant to be here. Like, we should live here. We should be here. And then it's, like, I, I think about it, and I'm like, but if I was here every day, would I feel this way? Yeah, you'd get and, used to it. And yeah. And the I felt spark this, would go away. Exactly. I felt the same way when I was in Los Angeles. I'm like, wow, like people here, it's like they're all about like health and wellness. And like, you don't, you know, half the people are like sober and it's cool because you can go out and like, it's just different. And same way in London and like all these places. And then you think about it and you're like, would the spark be gone if I actually lived here? And like, do I love it because I don't live here? You know, like if I woke up every single day, would I still have the same appreciation that I do right now? It, it's a good point. It's like hard to answer it's, that question. It's a, it's a really good point. I will say I did horseback riding for the first time in like over a decade, mm. like over a decade. And I signed up for advanced horseback riding. Advanced? Advanced horseback riding. Why advanced? Because beginner sounded boring and it was it was only an hour. Advanced was two hours. Okay. The description no, just sounded like more fun. fun. But I get there and they're like, okay, like they separate us separated us into groups. They're like, all right. They're like, you're leading the class. <laughs> and they're like, all right, level four. And I'm like, what's level four? Like I'm in advance. They're like, oh yeah, like come over here. I'm like, excuse me, level four, level one and level two. I don't know what the hell the difference is, but level three is trotting and level four is galloping. galloping. Oh. Is that, is that, is cantering the same thing? I guess galloping and cantering have a good difference or maybe one of them is British. Anyways. I have <laughs> no idea, that, but basically I was like, all right, we are, we are doing this. We are, we are galloping. Okay. So I get on. So we start off walking, obviously. We work our way up to a gallop. We work our way up to galloping. No, I'm sorry. We work our way up to trotting and then work our way up to galloping. Trotting is actually less fun 
than galloping. Trotting is when you're going like up and down, yeah. like really, really bumpy. Galloping yes. is actually a lot more smoother. But I think I blacked out the first time we started galloping because I dropped the reins. Oh, I dropped the reins, which is basically for those of you who have never stepped foot on a horse. Um, smart decision. It's terrifying. That's what you control the horse with. That's how you tell it to go left, right, stop, slow down, all the above. So I am just on this horse screaming. Ah! The people in front of me, the leader and the like the leader of the pack in the front, she heard me yelling and her horse stopped to which the girl in front of me, her horse, her horse stopped oh, no. to which my horse picked up on the clues. It was she, a whole domino effect. My, oh my God. That's so funny. Cause my horse's name was Domino. Stop. He read the room and he stopped. Oh Thank gosh. God. Um, it was a very close call. It was a very close call. Like that could have ended so bad. <laughs> that is insane. It was terrifying. Riding, oh, you know, what's crazy. I like wanted to be a professional horseback rider growing loved, up. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> it was a ma- it was a magical experience. I'm giggling I because love- I just I remember talking about this and I was like, <laughs> I didn't say pescatarian, but I basically said like, oh, like a escatarian. What is it called? Oh, Esqu- equestrian. Equestrian. Yeah, I missed the mark on that one. <laughs> you wanted to be an es- es- equestrian. Equestrian. Say it again. Equestrian. Equestrian. Yes. It's a hard one for me. It's a hard one. That's a, it is a hard one. No, but I loved it. I think like there's something so, I just, they're such like kind creatures. I love them. Yeah, but they're terrifying. Yes. They're well, that's, so my tall dad, and so big. When I was, cause I was really young. I was like seven or eight, nine, 10. Like I was doing it like when I was really young. And my dad, I think had an innate fear of like, you're putting your life into for what adrenaline into the arms of an animal like he is like any other sport like you're in control like your life is out there and look i mean horses like they're not vicious but even like one time my like my sister was on this horse and stopped super short and she like Mm. flew off the top of it and (gasps) it just kept it kept running and she's like laying down there and it literally came my god and almost it put its like leg back but if it like had stepped on her that could have been like really bad Oh, I would never step foot on a horse there's again. Just, well, there's just little things like that that it's like not the horse's fault, but it's such a big animal. And like, especially when you're a little, like you're a little, little girl, human. like a little human, it's like, that's could be scary. Oh my God. Yeah. So, but I do think it's amazing. Okay. So while I was gone, I saw you went to that restaurant at the bottom of the St. Regis. Oh yeah. Saver. It's called Saver or Severe or something like that. Something fancy. We were literally saying, Michael and I, that like you and Mystery Man, we need to do a double date there because I had such a good experience. Would I like it? I think you would. What kind of food is it? We all got steaks. There was a bunch of stuff. There's like classic, like a wood, uh, wood fire, like steak section. They had like a wood, wood fire grill or like a wood, whatever. For pizza? Wood smoked. They had pizza. They had. I think they had pizza. Wait, don't hold me to that. <laughs> but they had a bunch of really good seafood. They had like scallops, salmon, like all the classics there. Really okay, good I could sides. dabble with salmon. Tuna tartare, like all the stuff that we like. Honestly, I think you'd like it. I know you're I know you're hard sometimes to predict. Hard to please. To, well, to predict. Some places <laughs> predict, I don't I predict that you're going to love, you like are obsessed with. And then other places I'm like, oh, she's hands down, she's going to love this place that you don't like. So it's like hard That's for me. true. Hard for me to know, but highly recommend Savor or Severe. I don't, I don't know, but it's um, the St. Regis residences in Seaport, brand new building. It's stunning. And it's like, there's a restaurant at the bottom that just opened. It's right on the water, very like tropical vibes. Like I feel like it's perfect for the summer. And then there's like a second floor, which I think is probably going to be better for like the fall and winter. 
So. Um, baddies, it sounds like a really good place to pick up rich men. Yeah. Everyone that lives in the oh, same regions. true. Yeah, just like hanging out like, outside. It's condos, right? Yes. Like they're um, multi-million yep. condos. Yes, they're condos. So you can't rent. You can only buy. So good place to there's go. money in that building. I'm sure at the there's bottom money there's in that building. money. Money. Have a meal. Oh, my goodness. And then a snack. And a snack. Uh, How okay. are so you got back really late last night. I feel like we're both running off a combined like 10 hours of sleep for like the past week. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was in Wyoming and then I slept in my bed for one night, was home for like less than 24 hours and then went to the Cape. And then I got back wicked late last night because the boys went fishing and they caught, you would appreciate this, four tunas. Oh, I know. When Mystery Man said, first off, I thought it was only three. They caught four. When he said that he had four tunas and how much he was bringing back, how much tuna? Like well, so, so much. they only took home two because legally, like, there's like something with like how big they are, like the uh, sizes that yeah. you're allowed to legally keep. They only kept two, but like the two tunas after they fillet, like not fillet them, what's it called? I guess fillet. Like chopped, yeah. But yeah. After they chopped them, they probably had like 150 pounds worth of tuna. That is crazy. And I think he brought home like probably like 20 pounds, which is a disgusting amount. Well, Bianca and I were sitting there because Michael and... Mr. Man were talking and he was like, Do you guys want some like tuna? I have a bunch. And I was like, Imagine we make like tuna tartare, sashimi. Like, oh, that just, it's so fresh. That's okay. Amazing. So I don't eat raw tuna, but I, I tried last try night. It? I tried, um, my uncle made tuna steaks. Okay. I tried that for the first time and I actually liked it. Yay. Wait, that makes me happy. I know. My favorite thing. I love it. But that. it has to be well done, obviously, because <laughs> yes. I'm a little. Little baby. Well, I missed you this weekend. I know. And I now you're leaving me again. I know. I just like slept. Like, I. Had a work event last Monday, Madison, Wisconsin. Great time. Um, actually, one of my favorite places. You've, I was going to say, you've been there before. I love going to Madison. Um, we go for like this big like client happy hour. So we're there. We go out with the clients. We're out till like, you know, midnight or two or I don't even remember. Really late. I probably got back at like one because you do this happy hour and then you go out after with like all the clients, like to like bars, whatever. Get back to my place. Shower, go to bed at like 2 a.m. Wake up at 4. Why? Because I had to go straight from Madison, Wisconsin to Nashville. Oh, you had a flight? Yes, for work. So I had to work at, or I didn't have to, but like I I worked out of the Nashville office because one of the teams I work with is down there. So the only flight, because in Madison and Nashville, there's no direct. How far are they? Like... Kind of far. I don't like know. Like it flight? shouldn't. It should like if it was direct, it should be like two. It's not and a half, direct three. Flight. No. <gasps> so Tragic. the only only flight like there's all these different options, and they all got me in like super late. I would have missed like the whole work day, so I had to take a six a.m. flight or six thirty a.m. flight. Three hour layover in Detroit, and then I didn't even get into Nashville till like w- past one p.m. Oh, that's a long. So literally, day. like I was up at four and didn't even get into Nashville till like one thirty or something. And they're like not even that far from each other. Like if you look at the map, it's not. Would it have been quicker to rent a car and drive? Probably. So I show up like two hours of sleep. I'm exhausted. And then, you know, like the next day you just can't sleep because you're too tired. Yeah. Then we went out for like someone's promotion that I work with. So we were out to like midnight. The next day after that, we went out with the team. We were all like till two. And every day I'm waking up like five in the morning for work. So by Friday, I remember like I got home and I was just like so exhausted. Exhausted. And I feel yeah. like all weekend I've been trying to catch up on sleep and I'm still not fully there. 
Oh, well, and obviously you have to hop on a red eye on Wednesday. You're headed to Paris, so that time zone change is... Wee oui, wee, oui, I know. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Michael was saying to me on Sunday, he's like, <laughs> we, we we got up, we went to church, like whatever. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to dinner? You want to like? I'm like, I just need to chill. Like, I need to do laundry. He's like, do nothing. Oh, he's like, why are you being lame? And he's like, I don't even think he's trying to be mean. I think he genuinely was like, I don't get it. I'm like, Michael, like I'm the shell of a human being. We're going to Paris in like three days, and like I want to feel like I have some semblance of energy for that trip. I'm glad that you said no. Yes, and I stayed in. Me too. It was actually big. Like in my head, I'm like, you know what? Like maybe we could go out to dinner. And then I'm like. Uh, like I need to stay in. I need to. Yeah, like, be no, that's good. I feel like you should power through in Paris when you're exhausted, not when you're like literally in, at home in Boston and can go out to dinner anytime. Completely like, agree. save your energy. You have what five night, five days, four nights, five days in Paris. I think five so. nights, six I, days. I don't know. No, it's less. It's like yeah, it's like four nights. I think four nights. We love that. We love it. You're gonna live out your Emily in Paris dream. No, Blair Waldorf dream. Oh, Blair. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm kidding. It I'm doesn't sorry. matter. No, you are matter. Blair. All right, I have a PSA for everyone. Oh. Okay. So, when you go to get Botox, which I'm not saying anyone on here who's listening to this does, but if you allegedly did, let allegedly. me know. Let me know if you get gaslit and, and insulted when you go. <gasps> what do you mean? I'm starting Wait. to think it's like a ploy. I've heard other girls tell me this has happened to them, and I need to know if the baddies, like if this happens to them too. I'm like getting, I'm going to get, I haven't gotten Botox in like. And you just tried a new place for the first time, didn't you? The first time there's, I don't even know this girl. It's like, it'd be one thing if we like knew each other and we are like on like, joking You don't know terms. her like, like that. I don't know you like that, right? It's like. I'm letting you stick a needle in my face as it is. Like, we don't know each other. Whatever. I haven't gotten Botox in probably, like, nine months. Because I just kept forgetting and I wanted to find a new place and, like, whatever. I find a place that's, like, in Seaport right next to my apartment. I'm like, this is perfect. So I go there. And the girl was, like, nice enough. <laughs> enough. She, like, you know, we're, like, chatting or whatever. And she's like, when do you want to get done? I don't know. Why do I keep saying whatever? I need to stop. Do you ever, like, pick up weird things you just keep saying on the podcast? And it's like, you can't. Like, you hear yourself um, doing it. Well, like, yep. is just, that's constant. But anyways, so she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, the, you know, my forehead, like, frown lines. And she's looking at it. And she goes, oh, yeah, you're <gasps> due. <laughs> oh. What a thing to say. And I'm like, Yeah. She's like, when's the last time? Like, why do you think I'm here? Why do you think I'm here? Lady. Do you think think I'm here? Because my face is frozen. Like, (laughs) I I clearly am due. But it's also not like I have deep wrinkles either. She just was like, looking at my forehead. She's like, do like make a surprised face. So I did. She's like, raise your eyebrows. And I did. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, you're due. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then she's like, do you want some like on the side of like your like eyebrow? I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, because. I want it like inside the eyebrow. So it's like a little lift. And she's like looking and she's like, <laughs> okay, so do you want like your actual eyebrow or like the eyebrow that like you like get microbladed off? <gasps> she <laughs> called you out for your microbladed eyebrows. And I haven't plucked my eyebrows. I hadn't plucked my eyebrows in a few days. So like in the natural eyebrow line is just like a few of the hairs were like a little off from the microblading line. Usually I pluck it. I mean, I guess it's a fair question for the eyebrows, but like, but the way she said it, it's not what you say. She's like, so do you want like your real eyebrow or like, you know, the one that's fake? And I'm like, (laughs) I was like, honestly, either (laughs) like, I don't, I'll take anything. And I was like trying to joke around, but I've talked to my friends. I was like talking to my friends about after and they're like, no, that's happened to me before. Like I've gone to this place and the girl was like, the same place. 
or just in general? Different places. And they're like, I was kind of like subtly told like, oh, wow, like your lips are definitely a little like, you know, lopsided or, (gasps) oh, like this is a little, this definitely. And I'm like, they're gaslighting us because they want us to. Be insecure and get more. Get more. It has to be applied. I mean, I don't know if it's subconscious or they're doing it knowingly, but in that moment, I'm sitting there on this chair and I'm like, wow, like I really feel like I need this because people are noticing that there's something whack with my face. I can assure you, if you had asked me like when the last time you got Botox was, I'd be like, I don't freaking know. You look fine. I've never been like a huge like wrinkle Botox person because I'm like really... I'm a big believer in like the lasers and like skincare and stuff like that's always been my more my world. So I don't even usually think about the Botox. But when she reacted to me that way and she was like, oh, yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, my goodness, I messed up. I should have been doing this this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, anyways, just I anyone, think let me know if you guys have had a similar experience. I need to know. I'm it's like one. not very girls girl of her, but it's also kind of girls girl of her because friends don't let friends walk around with lopsided lips but then also like (laughs) girls girls don't be mean about like things that are on your face like i don't know i think if i asked someone and i was like hey can you be completely honest with me like what on my because i know i've heard girls be like i want to walk into a place and have someone tell me like all right like you need to do this or that or whatever if i asked fine yeah and if there was something seriously like if one of my eyebrows was like seven inches higher (laughs) than the other and she said something i'd respect that yeah but like it was just the way she. I was like, oh, her this approach. Is, I was like, this, this is like, uh, this is a hustle. And Would I you go the back? Hustle. Probably. Okay. We go back to the thing. We accept the love we think we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay. Honestly, not a whole bunch happened while we were gone. I mean, something, something, really sad happened. You know, prices right. Yeah, Bob Barker. Yeah, he died. He was the host of Prices Right for 35 years. That's crazy. But he was 99, so like good for him. He lived a long, happy life, I think. I'm assuming. Whenever people say that, they're like, they lived a long, full, happy life. I'm like, do we know that? I know. Do we know that for sure? I don't know. But no, that is impressive. He's a legend. Yes, he is a legend. It's just so weird. Like, I feel like Prices Right can't go on anymore. They they can't replace him. It's, it's the like same with thing. Alex Trebek, same thing. Yeah, same thing. With Jeopardy. Like, and I really didn't think. I really was like, oh, like, it's, it should end with him. Right? You know? Did that nature guy die yet? <laughs> Wait, which one? You know Peter, what I'm talking about? Peter Help. The voice. Like Steve Irwin? No. <laughs> he died oh, years he died. ago. No, no, the one who narrates all the nature documentaries. Mm. Oh, like I don't the think BBC? So. Yeah, I don't think so. Like the, Do you know the, what I'm talking the, about? Like the, the sea world and the um life in color and I'm the telling blue planet you, and all those. Every nature documentary you find He's on Netflix, it. like he is the narrator. He's, he has the most yeah. aesthetically pleasing and then the voice. Squirrel jumps on top of the like <laughs> yes. oh, David Attenborough. Yes, yes. No, he is he dead? Died. No. Um, I don't think so. No, that would break I feel my like heart. We have heard about it. True. Yeah, we definitely How old have. is he though? Can we fact He's check that? He's definitely like pretty old. Um just do it. But I can, I can, <gasps> oh, oh, I can also like see him having that voice for like his whole life, though. Part of me, someone was like, "Oh, he's actually 34. <laughs> 34. <laughs> Wait, that's such a good point. Like, when did he grow into his voice? I know it's such a good voice. Well, R.I.P. Bob Barker. I know, Very so sad. sad. Okay, Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez both released a brand new song on the same day. Yes, which is 
honestly funny because if you guys remember Hannah Montana, like I was a Hannah Montana stan. And they were rivals in the they show. They were rivals. I don't, I don't think they're rivals in real life. I mean, they obviously had like a friendship outside of, you know, Disney Channel, like, but they haven't been seen in years hanging out. But like, I don't think there's a rival. I just think it's like a weird coincidence, no? I don't... It's tough because like in pop culture, I don't know. I feel like nothing is a coincidence, but I don't... True. I also don't know why. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, I don't know what their reason would be for them to do it on the same day, but I also feel like there's so many days that like... Obviously, like they're they're day? both they're both in Hollywood. They they have the same group of friends. They're, like their publicist knows their publicist. Like they knew they were going to do it the same day. So there's no way it was just like oh we had no idea. True. I don't think there's no way you wouldn't know. I know. And then like what do you do? Like box paper scissors? Who moves it? I did see a bunch of. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I think it was almost done on the same day intentionally. Like oh. I feel like I kept seeing things on. I mean, this could just be like whatever, but like on Instagram and like Twitter being like, oh my goodness, like all like the teenagers in like their 20s right now, or like it was like all the 2000s or the 90s teenagers in their 20s right now are like freaking out. So part of me is like, was it a whole like, oh, true. To you like know what I mean? Like make us talk about the people our age who probably would be like obsessed, like talking about like, oh my gosh, like my childhood, like dreams coming true or like whatever. I, maybe that was the vibe. Maybe. Cause honestly there, you're right. There is a generation below us that didn't grow up with Hannah Montana and wizards of Waverly place. So like they don't understand like how much of a big deal this is. Exactly. But honestly, I feel bad for Selena for multiple reasons. Okay. One um, used to be young is like, so much better than her song. Did you listen to either of them? Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Used to be young is better, is better than what? Than Selena's song. But who wrote Used to be Young? Okay, so that answered my question. You didn't listen to either. No. Okay. Used to be Young is written by Miley. And then okay. Selena dropped a song called Single Soon. And I think Used to Be Young is way better than Single Soon. And I'm not biased because I like Miley more. I just think like if you listen to the lyrics to Single Soon, I was like, I don't know. This is a weird song to write about. Like, I'm like, are you talking about in the grand scheme of things you're going to be single soon? But then I read things that it's like talking about like, oh, no, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be single soon. And I'm like, what? So it's like you're single only. I That's what I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Weird but message. So is the general consensus out there that people like Miley's song better. Like, oh, oh, I have no idea. Okay, I didn't that's know. That's just if, my opinion. That's just your opinion. I mean, I so think she's getting... to release the same, like a song on the same day and to have the song that's not as popular. But I don't know what the internet's saying. I think she, Miley might be getting more attention only because she's releasing like a whole like mini... I don't know if you want to call it like a docu-series on it, but like she basically, like if you look at her TikTok, there's a bunch of videos, like a bunch, talking about like making this song and like... Um, the inspiration behind it and like just going back to her childhood, looking at old home videos, oh, all this cute. stuff. Okay. Um, but I also feel bad for Selena because a lot of people are speculating that this song was written about, like written about her ex, The Weeknd. Mm. But I don't know if you guys remember, they dated in 2017 for literally 10 months. Oh. 10 months, not even a full year. I mean, 10 months is still a long time, but this is 10 months. Um, what year is it? It's about to be 2024. So like over six years ago. Right. I I highly doubt Selena would 
write a song about an ex from six years ago. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But she confirmed that it's not. She shut that down. Okay. That would be sad. But I'm just like, why do people automatically jump to the weekend? I don't. The math ain't math. That is weird. I I don't know enough about it. Mike always has a joke where he's like, Shannon waits until a song's been popular for like six months and then pretends like she discovered it. So it's just like a little too early for me to. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll circle back in like three in months. In like three months, maybe I'll listen to both songs. Okay. I think. Perfect. But no, I do agree. That, that is hard though. I'm sh- or not that I know, but I'm sure it's hard. Like everything you write, people are going to pick apart and think. Yeah. But like, has she not dated anyone since the weekend? I don't really know. Like who has she dated? I was just thinking that in my head. I'm like, who has Selena dated recently? I don't know. I really don't. Maybe she's been keeping to herself. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't keep up with her enough. Yeah. Maybe she's just like more low key. Not really sure. Okay. Well, speaking of the music industry, there's been a lot of speculations around Scooter Braun. Okay. And if you don't know who Scooter Braun is, he is basically, you name it, he manages them. Yes. Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. He's the one that discovered Justin Bieber. Like when Justin. I thought that was Usher. Usher discovered Justin Bieber? Yeah. I don't, where'd you hear that? Usher discovered Justin Bieber. That's like a known thing. On YouTube? Um. He discovered him like Peter Hill. Peter's click clacking <laughs> away on the keyboard. I hear Peter like click. <laughs> He's well, I know for a fact. So maybe Scooter Braun like, discovered him as a manager, but I know Usher like just as a as a human. At thirteen, Braun took Bieber to Atlanta to record demos, and a week later, he was signing for Usher. Oh, okay. For Usher. So he was maybe, singing for Usher. What'd you say? I yeah. thought that Usher was the one. Maybe Scooter found him first and then brought him around to, to- Usher, and like was his first. Like, yeah, that's how it seems like. I don't really yeah. know. I just feel like you're right. But like, I've never heard when I, when we were growing up, I always heard like, oh, Usher is the one who found Justin Bieber. I never heard about Scooter Brown. But I think you're right. Where it's like, he's behind Scooter everything. Brown. He is. He is literally. Yeah. He manages everyone. However, there's been speculation that a bunch of his artists are leaving Ooh. SB Projects management. Um, basically, back in 2021, he sold Ithaca Holdings to h-y-b-e so i don't know how to say i don't know if that's like what you're supposed to say or hybe i don't know what it is but basically hybe corporation is a south korean multinational entertainment company it was established in 2005 it's it's literally everything like everything in one record label talent agency music production yeah literally everything it controls 52 percent of south korean pop market so like bts that's all I know. Like, yeah. whatever, yeah, whatever K-pop, other K-pop right. artists that you know, like they are signed to Hybe Corporation. And so back in 2021, Scooter sold his record label to them for a billion dollars. I feel like I remember us talking about this. It's very well possible because okay. that's that's a huge deal. So he had been co-CEO with Hybe. Up until recently, this past January, he no longer is co-CEO. He is the sole CEO of HYBE or HYBE, whatever you want to call it, which is a huge deal. So Wait, people- so he, okay, just, I'm trying to understand. His company, Ithaca Holdings. Yes. Um, merged with HYBE. Yeah. Or was bought by HYBE. Correct. Okay. <clears throat> and he was co-CEO of it. And they're like a multinational, they're a huge company. Huge. 
billion dollar, multi-billion dollar company. Yep. And then he has recently become the CEO of Hive, which includes like Ithaca Holdings, but also just like the whole thing. Yes. All the of like the entire multinational. Thing. So now he is the CEO of all of it. Yes. He used wow. to be the co-CEO, but now he is the one and only Wow. CEO. So he's over like everything now. Correct. Okay. So what does like, that mean? Very so powerful people man. People are now not liking that he's on, like that he's over this like huge conglomerate. So there's been, I was listening to Demois talk about this. There's been so many speculations that like, oh, there's going to be this whole story of like Scooter Braun doing, I mean, we all know the whole Taylor Swift versus yeah. Scooter Braun thing, Taylor's version. Um, I, I definitely don't agree with what he did to Taylor. Um, but now that you're a Swifty, now that I'm a Swifty, well, I still think it's messed up what <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, no, for like, sure, for sure. He's, I could see him being a little slithering snake. Um, Same. <laughs> but there's speculation that something's coming out because, like, all of a sudden, a lot of artists, Ariana, Demi, etc., are dropping from this label, and they're like, "Well, why?" A lot of people are saying it's not true. A lot of people are saying their contracts have come to an end and they just no longer want to renew that contract. Mm. A lot of people are saying that they are unhappy with their service with Scooter Braun because they are not making as much money as they once were or once promised. Mm. So I think this is one of those things that time will tell. Right now, there's just a lot of he said, she said. There's always three sides to every story. Um Two sides than the truth. But, and then there's also rumors that like he, which I don't see this happening that, oh, he just wants to retire and take a step back. But I'm like, there's no way. No, he's like a money, power hungry person. Honestly, in my mind, I think it's one of two things and I could be completely wrong because I know nothing about this, but I feel like it's either the first, the first in my mind, which is like the most, like least like shocker drama related is like, okay, maybe now that it's like a bigger company, you're right, maybe the contracts are not as good and they're not set up as well. Maybe, you know, the Ariana Grandes of the world are like, we're not making as much money or we're not getting as like high level of a like personalized service because it's this huge company now and he's not like one-on-one -on -one managing me. He's like managing all these different like, you know, singer, songwriters, et cetera, like famous people. So I could see that being a reason. It's like, oh, it's just gotten so big that we don't feel like we have the personalized approach. We're not making as much money. Let's leave. Um, let's go find something better. I feel like that's probable. I think that the Who do other, they go to? That's the thing. I don't really know. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's other good like management companies out there. But the other one in my mind is like, is there like a really big scandal that hasn't hit the press yet? Something mm -hmm. sketchy that's that what he everyone did. Is saying. Something shady that he did. Something shady that he's currently doing that's about to come out. And like the Justin Bieber's and the Demi Lovato's and the Ariana Grande's of the world don't want to be associated with it. So they want to get out now so that their name isn't associated. Because after what he did to Taylor Swift, part of me was always like, they all stuck by him through that. Right. I was going to say that wasn't a red flag. Right. So it's like if they stuck by him through that, then in my mind, they they obviously saw him as like a powerful figure that could get them what they wanted why else would you stay with someone who like blatantly was just like shitting on another songwriter who's the exact same as the rest of them so they must have like he must have had either something over them or maybe their contracts just weren't over like i don't know but they all stayed through that so if they're not staying now part of me wonders why and it could be as simple as like oh the service isn't as good or it could be something like sketchier the only thing i could see being truthful is a lot of people are saying like oh like he's focusing more on Hybe, H-Y-B, 
CE and like he's not really acting as an artist manager anymore. So maybe they could slither their way out of their contracts because they're not getting the service right. that they were legally promised, I guess. That's the only thing, like, because other than contract sending, like, how do you get out of a contract? Right. And, like, he sounds, honestly, he sounds more powerful than any artist than that he's working with. Yeah, that's crazy. It's he, always the it's, man behind the curtain that holds the most power, not the people that you see, you know? Except the one weird thing about him is he has always been, like, in the public eye. Always. I feel like if I were him, I would want to be behind closed doors. I like, I feel like there's so many times when, like, people don't realize, like, your favorite, your favorite artist doesn't always write their songs. They might, like, write a majority of it or they might write, like, the lyrics, but they're not coming up with the actual no, music part or yeah. vice versa. And it's, like, there's a lot of people in the music industry that don't get the credit that they deserve. No, they really don't. But they're okay with that. But Scooter Braun has always been, like, seen at parties, seen out with his artists and, like, I don't know. There's something. Yeah. There's something. I, I think he's sketch. I don't think he's up to any good. I just think that. I don't know. I mean, people like him. It's like they're definitely just like very, very powerful. I mean, the whole him and Taylor thing. There's there's two sides to every story. And then there's the truth, like you just said. Mm -hmm. So you never really know what goes into it. But that's the thing when we're talking about like this level of. Someone like Taylor. Leaving. Yes, I'm sure she got like a really bad deal when she was really young and stuff. But I also do think that she's become older. She knows what she deserves, but she's also like, I want to make my music what I want it to be. I want to get paid for it in a way that I seem fair, but I also like, I want it to be perfect. And I could see her totally being like this, like perfectionist. That's like, I want things done my way. Yeah. And maybe a big company like this is like, you know, they start to come in and maybe they like dictate how you do your music or like what you do. And I could see people not liking that. And like um, even wanting to go like independent, like a Justin, Ariana, like, do they really need, I mean, I'm sure I, I guess everyone needs a manager to some degree, but like maybe you don't need a big company like telling you what to do. It's literally giving like the episode of Miley Cyrus and Black Mirror vibes when like basically the whole premise is about how Miley's manager is like her aunt, but also her manager. And like, she's completely controlling her life. And then spoiler, her manager slash aunt ends up drugging her food to put her in a coma so that she can like control. Cause like Miley wanted to stop making music or she wanted to make music that like wasn't what the label wanted. It was like this really big thing about how like managers control their artists way too much and they just want to break free. Yeah. It's really sad. Dude, why does every episode of Black Mirror end with like someone getting like drugged and put into a coma <laughs> and like all this weird shit happening? It's like, it's so every, good. It's so sketchy. It, I, I honestly, can't watch though, it. like I've always been the type of person like there's always some level of truth yes, to every rumor. True, so true. I'm like, I, I think I think the reason why Miley agreed to do the episode of Black Mirror is because she probably wanted to like flip the bird to like yeah. Disney channel True. like back in the day when like she probably definitely wasn't treated. I think we're all just like trying to like control what part of our lives that we can. Like, is there any worse feeling than feeling out of control? I know like I can't relate to, um, obviously like <laughs> I can't relate to Miley Cyrus or anyone Taylor Swift or anything, but like, I feel like I know for myself mentally things start to go South when I feel like I'm out of control. Like always. And then um, I'll control what I can control. Yes. That's when you can come like get into some really bad like coping mechanisms. Yeah. I was just talking to one of my friends about this the other day because I 
recently like uncovered like I have this actually through therapy that I have this like big premonition towards perfection like perfectionism type a and it's so so funny because even saying that out loud sounds so ridiculous like you're one of my best friends like you know like when you walk into my apartment the apartment looks good my room clothes everywhere like I'm working on it I really am and I'm trying I'm trying to like I'm trying it doesn't happen it can always all the time. be worse but like it's like I'm traveling and my suitcases have stuff in it and I get back and I'm like you know take one thing out of this suitcase into another suitcase whatever no one would see me in my life, you know, my, the way that like, I'm just set up my car and be like, wow, this person is like a perfectionist. Your car's another. No, another. No, one would, no one would ever. There's like a <laughs> sleeping bag in my car. Like, I don't even know. Like Christmas ornaments. I'm not really Your sure. Christmas tree from your last the apartment. Christmas tree from my last <laughs> apartment. But it's weird because it's almost like the way that it was kind of described to me was like, you are such a perfectionist that if you can't have perfect, you'd rather have like complete disorder. It's like, there's no middle ground. And I know that like when I feel out of control, I want perfect. But like, if I know that I can't have it or if I'm scared that I can't have it, then it's like, I'll just go the complete other direction, which is like, obviously not healthy, but it's been interesting just looking at it because I think your whole life you get like positive reinforcement when you are the things that you think people want you to be, you know, your hair looks good that day. People compliment you. You're nice to people. People compliment you. You look put together. You're confident that day. People compliment you, you put together a cute outfit. You lose five pounds. People compliment you. So you start to try to fit into, you're like, oh, people like this version of Shannon. Okay. I'll try to become that version of Shannon. But then you also get so scared where you're like, okay, if I can't be that, if I can't be that perfect, then you self-sabotage because you're like, I don't know what to do. I might as well just go the complete other direction and be a mess and disorganized. And it's like this crazy, crazy spiral where it's like really what we should try to do is try to find the middle ground. Like, hey, I'm a human and I'm getting better and better every day. And there's some days I mess up and there's some days I'm not organized and that's okay. But it's like really, really hard to do that sometimes. Yeah, the middle ground, I was literally just thinking like zero to 100, no one's comfortable. Like if you get a 50 on a test, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, I failed. Like, yeah, yes. you you technically failed, but like 50% is still 50%. You're still that much closer to 100%. But no one's ever comfortable at 50%. No. It's either all or nothing. Yes. And And I think that's doing a disservice to yourself. I mean, if we all just woke up being 100%, like there would be no journey. There'd be no, yeah. like you don't value the journey of getting to a hundred. But I mean, I definitely can relate. There's times when I'm like, all right, like I've already ruined my reputation. Like, let me just yeah. stay being that bratty girl that I'm known <laughs> for being probably in my hometown. It's like, whatever. It's so, it's so accurate. It's like almost like we never really grow up or um, I can't generalize everyone, but I feel like you and I feel this way sometimes where, it's you, you never really grow out of the period of your life where it's like any attention is good attention. So if I'm going to mm -hmm. throw a temper tantrum so I get my parents' attention versus I did something really good to get my parents' attention, like either way I'm getting the attention, right? It's hard to like get to a point in your life where you break out of that because it's like I either want to be the best or I want to be the worst and I can't accept. Or the best at being the worst? Yes. Or the worst or the at best. being the best. Yeah, like one of the two. And it's like, there's these two polar opposites in my mind. I have to be one. And if I can't be that, 
then I guess I'll just be the other. Even like in school, it's like I was a decent student. I actually was pretty smart, but in school, I was so terrified of like trying my hardest and failing after giving it my all and studying all night. So instead, I walked into class late and I joked around. I sat in the back with my friends, I cracked jokes, tried to act stupid because I was choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. I remember like seeing a TikTok a few weeks ago and this girl was like, <laughs> she was like, someone told me that the reason why I act crazy and like, or like leave relationships and like leave these guys that I really like is because I'm, cause like if I do that, then it was my choice. I don't risk them leaving me after they get to know me. And I gave it my all and I tried to be healthy and a good partner and they left anyways. They sabotage. It's like leave before getting left. Yeah. Cause there's this part of your brain that's like, oh, well it's because I acted crazy. Oh, it's because I, you know, flew off the handle. It's cause I like, you know, took his phone and like chucked it out the window. That's why he broke up with me. That's easier, a easier pill to swallow than it is to be like, Oh no, he actually just didn't like me. So he left. And like, that is so terrifying to all of us to put ourselves forward and to get rejected. I think. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people would rather find reasons to act a certain way than to like take responsibility. Like, well, okay, maybe it's just not my season. Maybe like this chapter of my life, like just isn't it. But that doesn't mean that the next one can't be a good one. Yeah. Like you, you find reasons to make excuses for yourself. And instead of just like working at getting better, And whether it's like good grades, like I remember in school, like I, maybe it was more of like a self-esteem thing, but like, I was like, I will never be a straight A student. I will never be the girl taking AP classes. So like, I didn't apply myself as good as I could have because I was like, well, that's never going to be me. So why am I going to waste time studying? Like why, like, I'm just going to breeze through my homework, do the bare minimum and just like get through. And like yeah. looking back, I'm like, well, why, why did I do that? I mean, it's such a silly example, like something from like when, like 20, 15 years ago. Oh, but it's but irrelevant though. It's important. It is. It is for sure. But like even going back to what you said about like, like coping mechanisms and like you can even think about like people when they feel like out of control in their life. Like I know speaking from experience, like controlling what you eat, controlling how much you work out, mm-hmm. little things to distract yourself. Like it it can negatively impact your, what is it called? Mental health. Right, right. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on controlling this thing that I feel like is the only thing in my, con- in my control because I can't control the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that's such a deception. Like I can't control the rest of my life, but like I'm telling myself that. Um, and it can definitely get a little... It can get crazy. Or I even think about when you and I, I don't know. It's either like now I all I want is to be healthy, like mentally, like not even like physically anymore. Like, sure, that's important. But I think I put so much, so much, so much effort and time and like care into like physical health where it's like I want to eat the healthiest I only want to remember we went through the stage where all we cared about was like the type of oils we were eating yeah like it was getting so crazy and that's like whatever like again a coping mechanism but I'm at the point now where I'm like I want to be like mentally healthy like I want to be in a good place but there's this part of my brain that is so hard wired to being like you know all or nothing that in my head that if I have a day where I wake up 
and I don't feel happy and I don't feel healthy and I feel a little off and a little tired. And then I get to work and like someone sees me and they're like, oh, you seem a little off today. Like, and I get a little rattled. There's this part of me that all I want to do is be the most toxic, unhealthy, like unhinged person because part of me is like, that's fun. And like, if I can't be a well-rounded, happy, you know, cheerful person that's a good friend and a good family member and a good like, you know, girlfriend and like all these things. I'd rather just be this like crazy unhinged girl where it's like, who can understand her? She's crazy. Like no one gets her. No one can, she'll never, like no one can tie her down. No one can figure her out. Like, but why do I want that? I don't know. But it's like, I think it's such like self-sabotage because you're like, if I can't be this, then I might as well just be that. And I think like you and I were talking the other day when we were blonde that summer, <laughs> like oh my God. it was like a fun summer, but like we were mentally so toxic, like in so many different ways. And it was manifesting in so many different ways in our lives. I don't want that. Like, I don't want to go back to her. I'm happy that like we went through that phase together and we grew from it. But like, I'm thankful now for like the life that, you know, I have that we have like the relationships we're in the friendships that we've made, like, that's really good. But I feel like every day I wake up and I don't feel like this confident, happy girl. I can't just accept the fact that I'm having an off day. Like in my head, I'm like, all right, that just must mean that I'm just like this, the toxic person that I always thought I was. And I might as well just go back to that. And it's really, really hard. Like you have to fight that feeling when you feel like that. So you said you were like discussing this in therapy recently. So what, what did your therapist like help you identify like what yeah. you were doing like how like I feel like some people do it and they don't even realize they're doing it right so she helped me identify that this is like super deep and like probably a story for another day but basically what I did not in a creepy way was like I think I created like kind of two personas for myself where it's like I have on one hand like this very like she's She's nice. She's sweet. She's successful. She's fun. Like good friend says the right thing, whatever. Good daughter persona. And then there's this other persona, which is like the toxic fun goes out way too much. She's so fun. She's crazy, blah, 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 like persona too. And I think that she was basically like, you want to be this, like the perfect one from the outside Like you want everyone to think this but then deep down you feel like you're actually that. But she was like, the interesting part thing is that you're not as good as the first like set of, I guess, code of like ethics or personality traits that you want to be like, because no one is, that's perfection. And like, that's not, that's also not good. That would make me a robot. Right. Like, no one is like that. She was like, no one is ever going to be these like crazy high standards that you've set for yourself. Like that's not realistic, but you're also not as bad as like the person that you think that you are either. You're not a, you know, toxic on like unlovable like horrible you know person either like that is completely unhinged and can't be figured out like she was like you are a human being you have some good you have some bad and you just start accepting both of those things and working on being the best version of yourself every single day like and accepting like all right today I feel a little bit more like on this side today I feel more on this side and that's that's okay and you're working to get better instead of just being like if I can't have this side of myself, I'm going to have this side because she was like, you're never going to be one or the other. You're never going to be that bad. You're never going to be that good. Like you are a person and you're imperfect and that's okay to accept that. And then when you're having a day where you're inclined to like think 
you know, well, I might as well just go back or I might as well just be toxic. It kind of just goes back to refocusing on everything that, like all the progress you've made. She was like, write down all the progress you've made. Like write down, okay, like I used to, today I woke up and I don't feel myself, but I used to wake up and, you know, want to cry every morning. Like (laughs) today you woke up and you don't feel like you look cute in the dress that you're wearing, but you used to drive to work every day, bawling your eyes out because you didn't lose those five pounds you wanted to lose. Like she's like, focus on the the progress and it's okay. It's never going to be perfect, which I feel like was really good advice because my brain is so inclined to be like, it has to be perfect or it's not even worth it. You know? So should I start journaling is what I'm hearing? I do think journaling is helpful. Cause I feel like if you put like, pen on paper, you're writing down and you're able to reflect on your good days and your bad days. You're able to identify like, okay, like that was just a bad day. It's not a bad life. Yes. It's not a bad year. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you, some years are better than others. Like that's let's, okay. that's, that's okay. But what, what do you, what did you say to your therapist that like made you realize that you had these two personas I honestly don't even know what I, I think I was just kind of breaking down like my, like, I think I was just kind of like explaining to her like how I feel and like, I want to be this, but I feel like this and I feel like that sometimes I don't know how to fix it. And she's just like, you need to stop putting yourself into these like boxes. boxes. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of us do that and it's, you know, socially constructed from like, again, like positive reinforcements you get, negative reinforcements you get, you try to suppress the sides of yourself that you feel like people don't want, or at least you believe that people wouldn't love and wouldn't want about you. So you try to try to suppress that, but you feel like maybe deep down, that's how you actually are and that you're alone and that no one else can relate to you. And then the things you get the positive reinforcements about, like you try to put that out to the world because you think that's what's going to make you loved. And she was like, ultimately people are going to love you because they love you. Not because you're more this side than you are that side. Like they're going to love you no matter what, like, that's, what's important. Like the people that are in your life, like my parents don't love me more because I woke up and was, you know, more on this side. And I was a little bit more, you know, fun and like smart and like pretty today. They're going to love me just as much. Even if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I didn't clean, like didn't clean the apartment and, you know, wasn't really feeling myself. They're going to love me no matter what. And like, that's important to remember is I feel like a lot of us don't believe that, including myself. I feel like not to make this about men, but like, I feel like society has made women feel like we have to be perfect and that like men can just like build a Barbie and build, like make women what they want them to be. And it, at least growing up, it feels like a lot of pressure to try to be perfect. I know. I, I never really, at least in middle school, I never really dabbled with like dating. Yeah. Like I literally didn't get my first kiss until I was in high school. Fun fact. Like that is fun. Like I just, I never even thought about like the male approval back then. Cause I was like, whatever. But I think like it starts young for most people. And then you, you're growing up with like, okay, like how can I please men? Mm -hmm. Like what can I do to make myself like appear more attractive, like physically and also like, I guess like personality wise, because you're always wanting to present yourself in a way to make other people like you, especially men. And 
now, even in this day and age, like you think about how much of this market is geared towards women and honestly, like seeking approval and making them not be okay with who they are. It's like, why do we need makeup? Like, yeah, it's fun. Like there are days when like, it's fun to put makeup on and like it, it enhances your beauty, but it doesn't make you beautiful. But I just feel like there's this toxic mindset to growing up needing to, to feel approval, needing perfection. Yep. Yep. Seeking male approval. It's so, it's so true. And even like one, that's one thing she said to me. She was like, you know that like, you don't need to earn someone's love. Mm -mm. It's such a weird concept. Like, it is because even when we're like, yeah, 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 you shouldn't have to earn someone's love, but we all like most, maybe not all of us, maybe there are some healthy, mentally good to go people out there. But I think a lot of us to some degree have this innate belief that we need to earn someone's love, whether that's earning it. And we all have different ways, right? Like maybe that's earning it. And like, well, I have to be the prettiest, most put together, or I need to do really sweet things for someone like acts of service. I need to clean up, you know, as much as I can and do this and do that for this other person, or I need to buy them gifts. It's all about earning love, earning, earning, earning. Instead of being like, you know what? No, like I'm gonna try to like, you know, love the person that I am. And I'm gonna try to work on like mentally being healthy and trying to have healthy relationships and like giving out the love that like I receive and in doing that, I'm going to attract the right people. And then I'm going to do sweet and kind things for them because I want to do those things because I care about that person because I love them. Not because I'm trying to earn their love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a big distinction. It's like, am I waking up and going, going to get, you know, my boyfriend a coffee and surprising him because I just want to bless him or is it because like, I want to earn his love. and I want him to be like, wow, like I'm dating the best girl ever. It's like such an interesting distinction, but like we need to start asking ourselves that question because there is such a big difference. Cause then you start getting into like control versus love, such a fine line, you know, the intention behind it. That's honestly so funny. You say that because that was literally my love language. When I first started talking to mystery man, it was waking up and going to get a coffee and bringing it to him. Yeah. And I'm like, here, like me. Yes. Please like, like me. me. Like you're like, not going to find coffee's me. coffee's not going to make a guy like you. And then there's, it gets even crazier. Cause you're like, all right, well, if I can, you know, dress up really, really cute and wear like the best outfit, like maybe he'll feel like he can't find another girl, someone else that could wear this cute of an outfit. Or if I take him out to this really nice restaurant and do this really thoughtful thing, then he'll know that like, he's, he's not going to leave me because he's not going to find another girl that will do this. And it's like, it sounds so ridiculous to even say it out loud, but like you feel this way in your head and it's like, and then when they're not as appreciative as you want them to be, or they're, they're not, they don't care the way you think that they should care. Then you get mad because really like your intention was to, you know, manipulate or to control or whatever. And it wasn't just about doing something kind for someone without expecting anything in return. So it's interesting. I think it's so not fair that guys definitely don't think like this either. I'm, I don't know. Do you think, I think they might. You do like they definitely have some shit too. I don't know. Oh, they men we definitely should, have their. Issues, we should like but. genuinely bring like a man on the show, but like a man that's in touch with his really emotions. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, thinking intelligent. I'm thinking about our guy friends. They'd be like, I don't know. Like I just swipe on the apps. I look for the <laughs> chicks. And it's like if she's if she's like dated like two bros, you know, the last two years, and like I'm a no. But if she's dated like 
a bro in the last five years and like maybe I'm about and if if she has more than 500 Instagram followers it's like too many because it's like too much attention if like, like part of me is like is that as deep as they get you know honestly you honestly <laughs> nailed that kind of but I still think they don't think like we do like I don't I think they wanna, think like there's a yin and a yang to us and I feel like they're just like oh, well I was born like this <laughs> that's what it is whatever I know maybe we'll bring a male on the show who's like willing to actually talk about this stuff and be honest and not try to be like cool let's try to find one an but if you guys have if you guys have a recommendation let us know an honest emotionally vulnerable man yes, yes. hit us up hit us up all right. Well, that's all we have for you this week, bodies. Thank you so much for listening. We missed you guys. We hope you liked what you heard. If you did, follow us on Instagram. Instagram. TikTok. Okay, Instagram. Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork. No underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends or looking for Botox recommendations <laughs> where you can get verbally assaulted, um, yep. Join the private Facebook group. They'll they'll let you know where to go. Um, Flawless transitions. So good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. We hope you guys had a safe and happy Labor Day weekend. Yes. It's fall, y'all. Oh, it's fall, y'all. We're so ready. PSLs, here we come. Goodbye. Bye.